All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, Jimmy Castillo with Knowledge Transfer here. We actually have uh, four of us from the Knowledge Transfer group here today for another edition of Agronomy on the Go. Myself and Nick Weber are going to be talking with uh, Mark Ryman and Jay Mahaffey. Uh, Mark is our Learning Center agronomist, or our Learning Center Manager, excuse me, out in Gothenburg, Nebraska. And Jay is our Learning Center Manager in, in Scott, Mississippi. And we just kind of want to go through a recap of the year and talk with both of them and see, you know, if they saw any surprises with anything of their trials and demos that, you know, we put out in the field, I know from experience that once you put something out, you think you're going to see something, but something else pops up, which is kind of unique, but kind of a, a year in recap of the learning centers. And, and we would like to start with you, Mark. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. I, I can see why you'd say learning center agronomist because um, I was that for a long, long time. Um, I guess 2023 was a, another kind of for us really different kind of year um we started out really really dry uh it, it was the second year in a row where um if you were a farmer you know planting your crops early or something like that you actually had to irrigate uh to get them started out here and i really think that was the case through a lot of nebraska so it's definitely like I said, we've been here about i think 15 years and those are the only two years that i can think of uh where that was a must for us so that indicates how dry it's been in the spring and then for us rainfall took off was a little bit more normal um heat picked up you know in the west we were a little wetter in the east they continued to stay dry so just a really stressful year overall and i think some of the more surprising things that we found were like you mentioned there's things you think you know uh, maybe you've done them for five years you've done them for 10 years or something like that and they always work out a certain way and one that was kind of different for us this year was it didn't really seem to matter if you planted your soybeans early or late. Um, sometimes the early planted soybeans that we would always say, you know, that's your highest yielding best bet. Uh, those were actually lower yielding than maybe something we planted in in mid-May or something like that compared to that first of May, uh, late April time frame. So, you know, that's just one of those things. That's a recommendation I would always make nine times out of 10. It probably works out, but this year, I think with our really hot conditions late in um, pod set and pod fill there in August and September, we had a lot of days approaching 100 or over 100 degrees with high winds and low humidity. Um, if you didn't have like all the water those soybeans needed, uh, you were losing some pods and things like that. So definitely uh, a difference there in previous years. Uh, the other thing that I really noticed was you know, for us, the variability um, and the advantages we saw, particularly out of, you know, new products, maybe compared to some older products. Uh, we've got a trial where we test some corn from like the late 90s, early 2000s, um, some from like the early 2000s, and then like modern corn products. And what you find out is in one case with like the disease and things like that pressure we have, and some of the drought stress um, at pollination, we were showing like six to 25 bushels per acre on our um, historic products where our current ones were right around that 200, uh, 210 bushel per acre range. So just one of those things where, you know, you could use that stress to really showcase what our modern products could do. And then the other thing that, that we saw was just the variability in yields you would have um, where you did a 
study where you you know maybe stopped irrigating too soon for us a lot of our acres are irrigated and if you irrigated maybe like you normally do um i think there are a lot of farmers that didn't maybe finish to the end of the season or they you know they didn't they watered like they normally do they weren't necessarily keeping up with the lack of rainfall uh, that they had in some situations and we set up trials where we do that and this year you had the potential for 300 plus bushels per acre if you did it right if you're looking at test plots that's a lot of what you're seeing out there um, but you also had the potential for below average yields uh, if you didn't manage it and maybe watered just the way that you always do that's something we saw was an incredible amount of variability and things that sometimes we thought were good uh, would end up not being that way because you ran out of water or had a lot of stress at the end of the season it was just one of those years where um, you kind of threw some of the things out the window with all the stress we had uh, late in the year. Yeah, those are great observations, especially, you know, the the way the you know, the, the water utilization that you guys look at is, is really unique, how, how you do it out there. Um, I know both of you guys had a lot of visitors this year, you know, both tours and trainings. What was the biggest, you know, when you're out in the field, what was, you know, the conversation that groups were having or trainees were having around, you know, certain trials? Was there any comments or, you know, just conversation starters while you're out in the field on certain hot topics within your region, I would say? I think for us, it, I mean, some of it was around the new products. So we showcased the the Presion smart corn system and just a lot of curiosity on how it's working, um, what we see in it and being able to showcase that um went really well so that guided a lot of conversations but then other ones really were around uh weed control uh how do i control weeds and we really set up that you know you, you want to try and get away if you're in corn doing like a one pass program um you really got to go for the plan two pass program uh you really got to have a strong pre-emerge uh, program in soybeans and then manage those those weeds after that and then for us in Nebraska tar spot was a new thing we're not as affected by it out here but um, that was something we got you know some questions about and could provide you know some feedback we don't have research here necessarily on it but but from further east and those were the the big conversations perfect well, thanks Mark so we're going to turn to Jay Jay uh, what was the kind of a year in review from you at down there at Scott um, I'm pretty sure you're going to talk about cotton since you're the cotton guy, but uh, kind of how was your year and what some things maybe surprised you guys down there or was interesting to you guys this year? Well, <clears throat> 2023 for us at the Scott Learning Center was a was a good year, to be honest with you. We we had a great set of trials across all three crops. We learned a few things and and we start to formulate 2024's plan already. I'm, I'm involved in the data analysis today and have been for about a month, but the sort of things that we observed over 23 in soybeans, uh, I would I would say we had a similar observation to Mark. We typically do a planting date study in soybeans, and almost all the almost every year that we do that, there's some advantage to earlier planting. We had a very stressful, wet, waterlogged sort of condition in our soybean emergence period this year. And our early beans were somewhat penalized by that. Not tremendously, but it was a little bit contrary to our typical observation. Uh, we tested soybean varieties, and, and we've got some new and very exciting products coming. When you look at corn, we worked on, and always will work on, corn and new corn hybrids as they enter the marketplace. 
the excitement in our geography today about corn is 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 surrounding the the success or the productivity of the Delta uh, DeKalb hybrids that that are being offered for sale. We've got three or four, five maybe, depending on where you are, existing hybrids that are currently in the marketplace that are very competitive and excellent hybrids. But we've introduced three three new products that have really been the talk of the town all year. And their yield has, has proven them out to be uh, very stable, excellent options for growers. The kind of work that we did with that in 23 was surrounding, you know, population recommendations, how do they respond to population, all those sorts of things. And we've got that data in press today. I actually think it's almost done and ready for ready for public viewing. But those sorts of things, we, we also worked on some sort of general agronomic matters in corn, including fertilizer source and type, uh, you know, dry versus liquid knifed in and surface applied and some of those things. And that report has been in, in great demand by growers and it should be about ready for, for release also. We didn't find tremendous differences in fertilizer source was the final outcome. And you're exactly right. I am going to talk about cotton. We, uh, we had a uh, and have, and will continue to have, I hope, some very exciting things going on in cotton. We've currently got some leading germplasm uh, that is is doing very well, that is of the Bolgard 3 technology family. Uh, now we're starting to introduce new products that contain Thrive On, which is our new biotech trait that targets thrips and ligus bugs. That uh, has been a, a process to develop and integrate that in the latest genetics and all of those things, but it looks like we may be getting there now. We, we've had very good uh, outcomes from that in yield and in insect control through the year. And it looks like, <clears throat> excuse me, it looks like we'll have a, a good set of offerings across a, a pretty broadly adapted set, several sets of broadly adapted germplasm for 24 options. We've evaluated things like uh, PGR response, uh, growth habit, you know, soil type adaptation, all that sort of business. One of the most exciting things that we did all year, and I am in the middle of this today, or have been for a while, is we compared some older genetics from the eras of about 1997, or the era of about 1997, versus some of the latest, greatest things that are currently in the market are being introduced. And we did a bunch of very intensive work in that, um, box mapped it all, or positionally mapped it all, and we're going to be able to describe some of the changes that have occurred in cotton varieties and cotton production and sort of tease apart the yield components and, and how things have changed over those periods of times. Because cotton production has changed greatly basically in my career. We've eradicated the weevil. We've got very powerful biotech tools. And the varieties have become more productive. And our question for 24 was why? And it appears that we'll be able to illuminate, to illuminate that some when I get done with the data. So that's kind of our update for 24. That's very or interesting. 23. That's very interesting, Jay. And along those same lines, you know, it's kind of how I asked Mark, you know, I know you had a lot of visitors as well. You know, what was the, you know, kind of hot topic for your region or, or comments or questions when you had those tour groups and, and trainees in down there at Scott? Well, early in the year, everybody was very excited to see that the performance of Thrive On Against Thrips. Uh, there were great 
conversations had in the field about all of those components of insect control systems and how the varieties perform and what they are. Then later into the year, as we began to observe how these new corn products are, are uh, behaving, and it appeared that they had the yield potentials they have, uh, the conversation shifted to how much of that's available. <laughs> they wanted to talk very business-like matters and figure out how they could, how we could get seed in the right places and how, what population should I plant, all of those things. There's, I think there's a great deal of optimism in agriculture, at least in the South today, because we've had a really good crop for 23. We've got a really good offering set of products moving forward for 24. And we need to keep that conversation moving down the direction of the system, you know, when it comes to germplasm, herbicides and disease control and all the things that, that we have to do to farm successfully. But we really had a, a, a quite a, a reassuring conversation all year, to be honest with you. Now, that's that's great. And, and you know, hearing from both of you, it sounds like, you know, you really had a great, uh, great 23. And, and with that, I'm going to. Hot, turn it over to Nick. Kind of, you know, let's see what we're looking forward to in 24. Yeah, that's uh, thanks, Jimmy. A really good, really good overview from the year in review from uh, from our learning center leads. Uh, I think, you know, one thing as we wrap up this year, we're a couple of weeks away, um, you know, kick it to Mark first and then over to you, Jay. What are you know, based on some of the things you learned in 23, the conversations you've had with your regions, uh, the Bayer reps in your regions, sales, even customers. Um, you know, what are what are some of the things you guys are kind of, you know, expecting for 24? Uh, I won't say predictions, because I won't put you guys on the spot, but, you know, based on some things you're excited about, maybe for 2024, as you guys get ready for, for next year. I think what I'm, you know, thinking about really is farmers are going to be looking for, I think, a lot of information, particularly on um, water management. Uh, we need to keep trying to get better and better at providing that, uh, figuring out, you know, why yields went the way they did in certain circumstances and what we can do to protect those corn products. Um, I, I think maybe we'll continue on the trend that we've got right now. It, it's been wetter this fall than it was last fall, but, you know, you may run into another dry spring and we'll see if there's there's dry conditions across the state to start the year, but then that starts you off um, in a tough irrigation environment. And then the other thing that I think we'll be hearing a lot of feedback on, or we are a little bit, is you know making sure that we're not getting too far out ahead of ourselves with maybe some of the relative maturities we're planting in corn. Uh, there is a little harvest still going on maybe it's finished up but i know there was still a few weeks ago quite a bit of harvest going on in the western part of the state uh, because of some really slow dry down and things like that that we've got to watch out for sometimes we let that you know it works one year and we keep pushing maturities a little bit further and further and we may see some some pullback in that and then the other thing i think is just the new technologies that keep coming out um new crop protection products that we're going to be able to take a look at with farmers. Um, we'll have some displays of some new traits uh, that'll be in the pipeline for the future out here at the Learning Center, and they can start to look at how they can find, you know, that position or where they'll fit on their farm. Good deal. What about you, Jay? What's, uh, what's top of mind as you guys head into 24 here? I think it's I think what's top of mind mostly is the quest and, and the desire for the marketplace to have information. 
And when you think about the, the changes and the introduction of new products, corn hybrids, you know, those are those are decisions in corn that we make only before during planning about population and planting depth and all of those kind of things. People need that information as soon as possible, and I believe that's in great demand. And as usual, there's always demand for data uh, about cotton varieties and how they perform, because one of the things that we try to do at the Learning Center and demonstrate all summer is the performance or the relative sensitivity of the varieties to PGRs, plant growth regulators. That information is in process. We have a very good set of results, and it's I view it as our our job to go out and get that in as many people's hands as possible so that when when they buy the latest genetics and biotech like Thrive On, they have access to the best information to use it the best way. Really, really good. And I guess, you know, you, the craving of information, you know, that's one thing we, we talk a lot about. And it's one thing you guys deliver on year after year. Um, maybe, Mark, if you can kind of highlight one or two of the research reports uh, that you're super excited about, that you're eager to get that out of and Jay, you as well. And then, you know, uh, you know, maybe Jimmy and I will wrap this up. But like, you know, we have places for this stuff, this stuff to get out, right? We we have our our Bayer Cop Science website where we we post all these research reports that you guys do. You have them handy for you know handouts to your to your dealers and your field sales reps. Just maybe uh, you know, kind of recap one or two reports you're excited about and how how people can get their hands on that information too. If you if you want to kind of clue them in on that. Yeah, thanks, Nick. And, and we've got a couple of them that that I can think of off the top of my head. And one of them is really around um, we're managing corn and soybeans in a dry land situation. So we've got a trial where we're looking at, you know, the relative maturity of the corn product you're planting, the, the density, the tillage practice, whether you use a cover crop or not. And the idea is to set it up as a long-term study, but we'll have year one and the results really seem to favor those middle of the road for us like a 110 day product and then even in a fairly tough dryland environment the 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 one thing that stuck out to us was getting that return and that's what we're thinking about is profitability in the scenario um the amount of return you got if you invested in some extra seed or seeds per acre in that dryland environment which was a little bit of a surprise to me um as tough of a situation as it was uh, the other one i'm excited about right now and they'll keep getting be more but um our soybean trial where we actually try to mimic losing stand and then making that replant decision so kind of a stand loss in soybeans where you started a full stand in your trial and then we mix in conventional seed and we spray out those extra plants and get down to as low as like a, a 20 percent stand and I think like something like 16,000 seeds per acre or 16,000 plants per acre in one case. So looking at the data there, soybeans are surprisingly or maybe unsurprisingly resilient uh, to stand loss. So that could help uh, with some replant decisions if you're going out there and doing some stand counts uh, in your fields. And then where you'll be able to find the information, um, as soon as we get it, the goal is to, to put it out on our social media channels uh, from the Gothenburg Water Utilization Learning Center. And then also um, have them available on the, the Bayer websites, uh, plus the ability, if you want, um, also have a printed copy uh, as a part of what we do, if, if that's the way you want to look at it. Good deal. Thanks, Mark. What about you, Jay? 
Well, I would say the few the the several summaries we're most excited about in corn. There's one that really serves two purposes. It was the the trial we did with uh, fertilizer sources. It had the latest genetics in it at at sort of the populations those would be adapted at as best we knew. And and those supply information about genetic performance, hybrid performance, and it helps growers to see uh, potential downsides or lack thereof of some of the decisions they have to make about fertilizer source. Sometimes they, that's done on based on convenience. Sometimes it's based on price. Sometimes it's equipment availability. Those are the, the sorts of information we like to supply and I'm very excited about that, and it appears to be, uh, you know, something people that really want to see. The other thing, and you're probably all going to get tired of me saying this, but, but I am very excited about that varietal comparison in cotton. That's going to help us explain how we manage and why we manage the crop the way we do today. And it's going to sort of be a very, uh, very retrospective view of how things changed, why they changed, and it will help us take our management today and sort of overlay that along with all the new biotech, the new varieties, and sort of the new thought process because that cotton world has changed in the last 30 years. That's that's not in dispute. We're just trying to figure out how. And ours will be disseminated much the same way as Mark. If you want it, uh, I'm on all the social media channels. Uh, feel free to send me a message. I'll get it to you directly or it's available, will be available on the web pages and through all our various other social media outlets that we have access to around the Learning Center. Well, thanks, guys. It sounds like, you know, we had a great, great 23 at our Learning Centers and looking forward to, a, you know, an, an awesome 24. It's hard to believe, you know, we're you know a couple months away from down, you know, South Texas to get going in 24, which seems impossible how fast 23 went. But I personally want to thank you and, and, you know, myself, along with Nick, all the work you guys do at the Learning Center, all the trials, all the people keeping it ship shape, you know, for people to come learn. Um, I would suggest to any of you listening out there, if you have not been to a Learning Center, please contact, you know, Mark or Jay. I'm sure they'd be happy to have you guys and your teams and see all the great things that they did and all the great things that they're doing and they're talking about today. Um, so, you know, I appreciate all the hard work. and. You know, with that, I think we'll wrap it up and just, you know, thank everybody out in the field for a great 23. And if there's anything in 24 we can help with as a knowledge transfer team or the Learning Center, please reach out to one of us and, um, you know, have a have a great holiday season. Take a break, regroup and, you know, let's jump into 24 with uh, with with great things to happen.